0: Hello, hello everybody, welcome. This is Carl's Roll Coaster Podcast. Right, so today I've got on the show a good friend of mine. He's a passionate runner and the manager of the Mikela Running Club. He's a former teacher. And yes, I'd like to welcome to the show, Mr. Soren Runge. How are you, my friend? Uh,
1: hi, Colin. Thank you. I'm fine.
0: I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. It's been a while since last time that we saw each other. When was it? it was uh gosh, it was America, wasn't it? It was in Boston, Boston CBC.
1: Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. was, that was fun.
0: Yeah, fun times, fun times indeed. Yeah. How's the running for you my friend? How's ki- how's how are you keeping up with that? Cuz last uh your last race was Jesus, that was uh quite impressive man. You 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 did Frankfurt Marathon in what? 2 hours and 40 minutes?
1: Yeah, yeah. That was um
0: yeah, that was my last
1: last race and it was a it was a great race for me. I was uh I was hoping actually to go sub 2:40, but I knew that was a crazy 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 thing to aim for because uh, my p my personal best before that was 245. So going, I mean, reaching 240 on the day was was perfect for me. I was really happy, and uh, I'm still training, obviously. But but I don't know, uh, I don't know how is my running these days. It's a <laughs> bit. It's it's very cold outside, and I hate that sometimes. So I'm looking forward to you know summer and uh, just wearing you know your shirts and your singlet and just uh not all that heavy winter gear but yeah, yeah. obviously i try to run every day so amazing
0: but wow, well, you, am. you slashed 5 minutes from your personal best in frankfurt i mean and that's and that's from a 2 hour 45 minute marathon which is uh something like unimaginable for for most human beings and uh, when you're racing at that kind of uh, a pace, uh, a marathon, you I mean, every minute is, it's kind of like an eternity. And you did in, I mean, you slashed five minutes and you were expecting even to go under two hours and 40 minutes. How, uh, w- what did you do in terms of like, well, if you could go back, like when did you start? basically training um, in a more serious way? And that's funny because when you go back, when you basically started uh, 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 running, you started running a marathon, right? So can, can you just go all the way back and tell us how did you uh, uh, basically got into running at first? And uh, what was the deal with running uh, while well, putting yourself on the first uh, uh, race of your life, basically, into a marathon?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Um... I think that um, it's it's around five years ago now that I I was um, well when I was young I used to play a lot of football and then when I got you know in in my early 20s something like that I just I simply stopped because I I moved to Copenhagen and I well we played some football but not on a serious level like I used to when I was younger so I didn't do a lot of exercise And at some point I felt that I didn't look very fit I was gaining too much weight also I used to be a I used to smoke cigarettes for for many many years and I felt generally I felt unhealthy so I felt that maybe you know to to do something about it I started running and I I did try that every time I tried to stop smoking I Wanted to start running instead of the smoking, but it never really worked. But I think five years ago, I had this, uh, I really wanted it to happen. And uh, one of my good friends, Michael Berser, who is the owner and founder of uh, Mikela, he sort of dared me and said, If you can run the marathon, if you can run a marathon, because I never ran a marathon, I never ran a contest before, if you can do that under three hours, Uh, I'll buy you dinner at Noma and for those people who know Noma they they would know that it's uh, it's a great place to go it's all also quite expensive to go to Noma I didn't have the money to go so I thought well that's worth working hard for so uh, I started training more towards that and I found the inspiration on the internet just downloading training programs that you know I don't know random runners had had you know put on the internet, and I tried to follow the guidelines. But uh, well, I I did run a lot, and I did start losing the weight I had put on, which was great. And I didn't start smoking, which was also great. And on the day of that marathon, which was the Copenhagen marathon, uh, I felt very scared. You know, I felt scared that 42 k that's a that's a pretty long run, and I think the longest I had done before that was. I've done one long trip which was 28 kilometers and uh, and I knew that I was just going, I had to go for a pace of 4.15 uh, minutes per kilometer and I started out too fast, which is I think a pretty normal rookie mistake.
0: Yeah, it's a common rookie mistake. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I started out too fast and it all went pretty well and I had you know, friends and family along the route and they were shouting... Uh, shouting and screaming for me and it felt really good and when i reached 30k it started hurting a lot (laughs) really (laughs) hurting and I, i couldn't keep the pace obviously but i could still the split still i mean overall i i still had that sub three marathon within my reach but at 40k it was just simply too much and i and i made a complete stop and Two uh, k me... away
0: from 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 finishing, you 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 stopped completely.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then and then I started walking, and then I tried to run a bit and walk a bit, and and I finished in three o four. It took me around a little more than thirteen minutes to to put those last two k behind me. It was horrible.
0: <laughs> well, but you know what? <laughs> that's that's very impressive still, because three hours impressive and encouraging. In the same way, because when I think about my first uh, uh, marathon, uh, I did in three hours and and eight minutes, so four minutes above your time, which, you know, uh, I might be uh, able to to slash it sometime soon. (laughs) So that's encouraging and impressive in the same way, because I think for 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 non runners. Just completing the 42k, it's already a massive, massive, massive achievement. And I generally just say to people that uh, just putting yourself forward to to completing a race in three, four, five, wh- 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 however many hours it might take you to do that, it's it, it is an accomplishment. It's it's something great that you do, and you feel you feel that you accomplished something by by doing that. When you ra- when you, you you're literally racing, that's the word, isn't it? When you're doing like uh, on anything. Like like I suppose under three hours and thirty minutes, you you are racing that you're not you're not just participating, you're not just trying to to finish the forty two k.
1: Yeah, I believe you're right. Yes, yes, that's true.
0: Amazing. So after that, basically, uh, that's when uh, is it when then after after that race and then well, you did did you end up going to Noma with Mikkel? <laughs>
1: He was a friendly guy. He is a friendly guy. So he said, "Okay, fuck it. You did well. I'll buy you the <laughs> dinner." So that was fine. That was fine.
0: Amazing. So we went
1: and it, and it was great. Obviously, it was perfect.
0: It's such yeah. an exclusive place as well, isn't it? You kind of have to like book months in advance if if you don't if you don't know the right people, I suppose.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true.
0: Amazing. And then um after well, basically when you did this race is did you guys were you guys already talking about like what eventually would become uh the MRC the Michela running club
1: yeah we had we we had this idea that it was it
0: was easier to get your
1: run done if you were like committed to you know to other people that you promised to go run with so instead of only committing you know to yourself it was having other people around you that would make it or you could say, not easier, but harder to cancel. So that was a good way, and that was when we thought there must be more people that feel the same way we do, feel that they've maybe put on a bit too much weight and that they would like to lose a bit of weight, but at the the same time still do, you know, the things you think are great, like going to Noma or other restaurants, enjoying great food and great wine and great beer, obviously. So... uh, so that was when we 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 talked about starting a club. Um, so without having you know a real plan for where we wanted the club to go, we just put a put uh, an ad on Instagram and said, "Hey, we're running on Saturday from uh, McKellar and Friends, a bar in Nørrebro in Copenhagen, and if you want to join us, uh, feel free to do it. We'll go for a run, and afterwards we'll buy everybody a beer." and uh, i think that for the first for that first saturday we were uh, eight people maybe and we took a run around the lakes in copenhagen which is a pretty standard standard run for many it's around six six seven eight k from where we were and uh, then we had a beer and it was it, it was good fun and we decided on going the week after again and I think on on already the second Saturday we met, we had maybe twenty eight people, and and before we knew it, we were more than a hundred people gathered, going for runs and going for yeah, obviously for the post run beer. Mm-hmm. So um, that was when that was when we knew that we we had something going that could be turned into something great. And so yeah. that was. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. It's it's really interesting because uh, I, I I don't I don't know uh, because uh, I I I joined uh, I met you and I joined the the the, the MRC community end of uh, 2015. So that was uh, when the club was about over, just over a year old. Am I right?
1: Yes. Exactly. This was in the in the fall of, two, of 2014, mm-hmm. and uh, it all. Well, it was at this. It was at that time when uh, Michaela had bought the place that should that was going to turn into uh, the Warpix Warpix, which is a brew pub in uh, in Copenhagen. So we just had this old butcher's place and was redoing it into this to to what it is today, a brew pub, a place you can go and eat and and obviously drink fresh freshly brewed beer. And so it was good for us to call it we, we decided to call that our clubhouse so for a couple of months it was just you know we put on um, uh, like a, a small tap system there and then we had people inside the building site actually wow. uh, after the runs and that was when when it really started growing we just we, we had more people and was i think it was in the in april 2015 Warpix actually opened for real and um, since then it's been our it's been our main clubhouse it's all been growing because the idea was to begin with that the training well we had to set some rules like when do we do this so we decided that every first saturday of the month should be the official training day but in Copenhagen now we have trainings well basically all week but they go out from different Michaela bars in Copenhagen, and it's just super cool. Amazing! We, we, we're happy about the support we've we've met. It's it's been great,
0: really. Yeah, we're definitely gonna 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 dive into into the numbers and numbers of chapters, it's, uh, well, all over the world nowadays. We're definitely gonna uh, uh, talk about that. Um, but uh, just going a little bit uh, back to the beginning of our conversation today, you. A funny fact that I that I wasn't aware. But you're saying that uh, when you're younger and you're playing football, and then you move to Copenhagen. So uh, where where were you born? Were you? I thought you, you you were born in Copenhagen. Oh
1: no 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 no, far from. Well, <laughs> Denmark, Denmark is a pretty small country though. So, but for us, it's far. I'm from a, I'm from a, a city called. Well, it's it sounds funny in English, but because it's actually called Middle Fart.
0: <laughs> seriously, yeah. is that the real yes. translation? <laughs> seriously, it is, Amazing. and it's uh, it's
1: uh, it's about two hundred kilometers from from Copenhagen. It's uh,
0: on the island of
1: Fun, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's a it's a pretty standard uh, small city in Denmark, around twenty five thousand inhabitants, I think, and it was a great place to grow up. We had you know it was, it was near the beach it was near the woods and we had well we had basically all we asked for i think it was it was pretty cool i i i grew up there uh with my with my family my my mom and dad obviously and i have two two brothers the they're, they're now 48 and 45 years old so old dudes now but yeah that that's where i'm from originally
0: Amazing, amazing, and uh, I understand that you that you were a grade ten student um, teacher in Copenhagen for for many years prior to, well, to start in uh, MRC. And how did you? Uh, what, what what were you teaching? And uh, what where did that sparkle came into your life? I mean, how how did what, what when, when was the moment that you made a decision to go and and Basically, take a diploma, a teaching diploma, and uh, music performance. Am I correct?
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, I had some time off after I, I after I finished uh, high school. I had some time off, traveling a bit and doing stuff, and and then I, well, basically, I had no more money, so I had to get a job, and I was lucky enough to to get hired by a school to do a to do to have a job there for half a year. and it, it was very inspiring and i actually really liked working with with the, the young people so uh, so i went into the teaching school myself after that and um, yeah decided to to move to copenhagen and uh, to become a teacher it was actually where i met uh, Mikkel biasu he was he was in my class in the in that school
0: so yeah amazing amazing Wow, and uh, how did you? Well, back back in the day, when when you started doing the the teaching diploma, were you w- were you seeing yourself as a a teacher for like for life, or was it something that you were more more like planning on 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 undergoing for a little while and then eventually um, perhaps jumping into something else? Like for example, MRC was. Uh, like an accident on your life, or was it something that you somehow envisaged?
1: Well, actually, when I was when I was younger, I I my my dream was to someday make a living out of playing music because uh, music is a is another passion I have, and uh, I've been in many bands, and I thought that at some point time was was it was it, but uh, you know. For some, it happens. For some, it doesn't. <laughs> it didn't happen for us, obviously. But I, so when I was teaching, I had, I had, I was lucky because I was teaching a lot of, a lot of music with some great people, great students, and great colleagues. So I had music in my life still. Um, and, uh, well, I was, the, the MRC thing just came more or less as, you know, it was definitely not something I had planned on, but it, well, it, it was a great passion for me to be a teacher but it's an even greater passion when you can make a living out of working with something that you really, really like doing. Like for instance for some playing music or playing football or for me running because I am like you said a passionate runner. I do like running. So working with, run, with running and events and Doing all this is yeah that's, that's, I can't complain.
0: Absolutely no, it's amazing. I I, I totally uh, uh, relate to that as well. Because I myself, when I was younger, I uh, the the dream was to to make a living as a musician, to just play music and uh, record and be with your friends and tour and record albums. But uh, but obviously it is a very very tricky. Um, tricky career it's a very tricky professional career and 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 somehow in life you kind of you know sometimes it, it gets to the point that what do i do to actually make a living right you got to pay the bills and um yeah. but that's that's funny that's funny what what kind of music were you were you playing at the time and uh, what, what were you doing in the band
1: well uh, i was um to begin with, I used to play the drums, but at some point I liked to get on f- front of the stage, so I became the singer and Amazing. guitarist in a band, and I was, we were very inspired by, first and foremost, by some British bands. Uh, Sweet was one of the our great inspirations. We, 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 I used to like Brett Anderson a lot. I thought he was a genius when I was younger. Probably oh, sorry. I, I, I Brett Anderson, the singer oh, right. in Sweet, mm. I thought he was he was really cool, and uh, and the the style of music it was just yeah I like that a lot. Blur, other being, I mean Damon Albarn, and yeah, it's been a lot of inspiration from from Great Britain.
0: Did you guys uh, back in the day uh, end up recording anything? Do you have yourself any any material?
1: Yes, we did. We did uh it was anywhere
0: it was we can before. check that is that online anywhere
1: you can check on spotify ah, but, but, the, but but on Spotify but on Spotify you would find my Danish band, which was the latest project I was involved in. It's called anti
0: bambus anti bambus <laughs> yes <laughs> I love it
1: <laughs> so it's 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 all in danish
0: so uh it's you also, have to... so you sing in Danish. Yeah, nice. Very original. Very original. And what are they, is there are there any rock Danish bands? Any any Danish rock acts that you that you were influenced by, or were you listening, or perhaps even growing up at your parents' house? Were they into music themselves? Were they music listeners, or not so much?
1: Oh, yes, they were music listeners and when i was i was when I was a kid, there were two i think two major Danish bands. I do remember three maybe, but one of them obviously was gasoline. You may have heard of them. They had this guy Kim Larsen in the front ground. Mm-hmm. He's still very famous and and very popular Danish musician. There was another band called Shubidua. Mm-hmm. We listened to them a lot, and then a little later, I think it was. Uh, TV Two, also classic Danish rock band. TV two, so,
0: two, TV
1: Two, oh, like TV uh, two, t- right. t- Television Two.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So this, this is probably the three main influences. Ah, next There was a band called next as well. We listened to a lot of music when I was when I was younger, and I and my mother, who suffered from a heavy migraine, actually she was she 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 even kept up with the fact that I or she accepted the fact that I insisted on playing the drums out of all instruments. <laughs> so I had a we had a pretty small house I would say. Decent house, but small house if you are five people living there. And um I had a drum kit in my room, which was in the middle of the house and I just wow. rehearsed a lot. I can only and I, imagine I, I, the I, pain I, for that. <laughs> And at that point, when I started playing the drums for real, I I kind of swapped into other music styles. I was a massive Guns N' Roses fan.
0: Oh, there you go. uh,
1: So it was just appetite for destruction on the on you know, on the amps, and then. Playing the drums. Playing the to drums that.
0: on it to that. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness. Poor mom. <laughs> yeah. Yes,
1: exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> my mum used to like really, really like get super annoyed with me singing in the room. And I can only imagine <laughs> having a drum kit in the middle of the house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, um, I'm still thankful though. That was that was that was a bit of a sacrifice from her at was, what
0: age did you did you leave your parents house
1: i think i was 19 20 maybe
0: and that's around when you that. moved to copenhagen yeah
1: i had a bit of a few stops around before that i went to a place in jutland first it's southern jutland called hellasville it's uh it's a yeah it's a, it's a city pretty similar to where i came from and i I had to go there because I made a shitty exam in high school, mm-hmm. so I couldn't get into uh, the, the place in Copenhagen to begin with. But I wanted to, so I had to take a year there, just to 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 you know to get a higher score so that I could apply for the for the Copenhagen place. Mm-hmm. And I spent some time in London actually too. Oh, I, did I was, you? Uh, yeah, I, I was staying uh, around Earl's Court. I lived there with a with a friend, a Danish friend. We rented a An apartment there. It was pretty expensive, I seem to recall.
0: Yeah, of course. Uh, (laughs) uh,
1: And then I worked. uh, I worked in Ealing at a a marketing, uh, market research bureau, uh, doing tele, telephone interviews.
0: Oh, okay, interesting. Also, you Yeah. How long did that last?
1: I think it was half a year, maybe. And then we went all broke. We went home, back to <laughs> mouse.
0: <laughs> amazing, amazing, uh, Sören. Uh, so let's get back uh, into the running subject. Uh, yeah. Obviously, uh, MRC, uh, since its um, since its beginning in 2014, it's been it's, it's been just like an amazing, amazing, uh, uh, crazy thing that just grew and doesn't stop growing and as far as I can tell back in 2014 there were not that many beer running clubs or running beer clubs if you if you if you may uh, around and nowadays uh, everybody seems to be everybody that has a small brewery or even uh, bigger names of there are trying to kind of like start their own running clubs and but I believe that uh, MRC is the original one the very first one that combined uh, both things um, how how things basically uh, evolved? Did you guys when when you started the club the club? Did you guys have any 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 like I wouldn't say a master plan, but did you guys simply started? Okay, let's just run, let's get people together, let's drink beer, and that's it. Uh, and then things perhaps changed along the way, and to to become more professional and. Uh, talking more about uh, marketing and talking more more about uh, uh finances and 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 all that kind of business that any business uh has to to deal with uh, did you guys at the beginning have anything like that in mind or or, or and and, and w- at what stage does the Mikula running club stands now does it still is it still just a a, a club for for, for general uh, uh, runners and and beer drinkers or has it become more of a Of a business on itself Uh,
1: yeah well to begin with it was actually like I said before we we just invited people to come run with us because we needed people to run with us in order to stay into the running so uh, when it started growing it was actually it was actually more by people people asked us from other places in the world said hey can we be part of this and we thought yeah of course so uh, we had to figure out a way to do it in a in a way that would make sense so that was when we uh, started you know saying that it has to be every first Saturday because we wanted it we thought it would be funny if people ran at the same time and we we could show pictures from you know Copenhagen and uh, Stockholm and London and Paris and so we had that that vision started you know coming to mind that that could be a that could be a lot of fun so, but still, we wanted it to be very, you know, not too strict on rules and stuff. So we said, yeah, there was there was a guy from from Stockholm who got in contact with us and said, hey, can we do it? And how do we do it? And we said, yeah, the only thing is that we we need to 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 have a beer ready for the people you invite to go run because that has to be a rule. We we must have this combination of of something. You know, of doing a bit of work and then enjoying the, the a beer afterwards in, in each other's company while having a great chat. And you know, it it must not get too serious. This so so when it's when that's, I think Stockholm were first, and then we had Bangkok, and then it just started. You know, people started writing us, and it was it it was well we had a, this simple plan made uh we made a a sort of a manual for the for for the people who who wrote us and said well you need to find a bar that would be who would like to get involved in this if there was not a macella bar unfortunately we're not in every city in the world we would like to be that
0: maybe one day we never know maybe <laughs> you never know
1: but but you need to find a bar and they would and they would need to 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 like to to be involved in this project and then uh, and then that was basically it so i think that yeah. Uh, today we have almost 200 chapters around the world. Wow. Which which is which is amazing. And a chapter is simply a, you know, a group of group of people running together in the city. So we have everything from uh, MRC Paris to MRC Reykjavik and
0: I just Porto saw, and I just saw that what? there's one in uh, a new one in the north of Brazil in Recife. We've quite a That's good true. turnout as well. I was like <laughs> wow. Recife yeah. already running on Mikela Running Club. But I didn't even know that these people ever had any sort of craft beer because it's so hot up there, you know. Uh, so they probably just drink very, very cold lagers, but there you go. Mikela Running Club, Recife, North Brazil. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's amazing. It's crazy. But yeah. that is that is so amazing. and Obviously, we would love to go to visit all these chapters, which, which is in the plans, but, you know, it hasn't been... It, it's it's quite a lot of places to go but but you know at some places we have maybe when it's really when we're a lot of people in Copenhagen we can be around 500 people showing up which is great but also we have smaller chapters where you see maybe 10 people but they're all equally good and we appreciate all chapters equally much because it's just fantastic when people are supporting this idea about combining you know, a bit of physical workout with uh, having fun with other people and going for a great beer. I mean, why not? And, we uh, think it's
0: yeah. yeah. No, it's. Uh, I was just going to ask. It's it's amazing because it it it, it, it grew organically basically just word of mouth and people uh, uh, getting related to the idea of running and drinking beer and very possibly, very likely, most of these people uh, interested in craft beer and then hearing about Michaela and then connecting the dots, basically. It was more or less what happened to me, you know, I was uh, uh, at Warpigs on my second trip ever to Copenhagen, and I met you, and then I saw you with this T-shirt saying Michaela Running Club, and I approached and said, hey, what's what's the deal with it? And it just explained to me what it was all about, and a and month afterwards we were running in London. Um, but, uh, when it comes to like, uh, a th- a such thing that, you know, uh, as I said prior growing organically and exponentially, uh, do you guys ever sit down and discuss, uh, the future of it? Like, uh, what, what are we going to do next? Because, uh, expanding, 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 being all over the world, is all nice and good, but is, is, is that. I'm not saying that this is, is it, is that only, is that the only goal to keep expanding and being in as many places as possible? Or are there any other things that you guys have in mind? Like, for example, now you guys have the HMRC in in, in Copenhagen, uh, which is, uh, if you could just tell us a little bit more about uh, HMRC and if there's anything in relation to that, that perhaps uh, could, uh, you know, influence MRC in the near future.
1: Yeah, of course, uh well to, to 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 begin with, we just and that's still the the main target of MRC of the Keller Running Club is to get as many people as possible running and we don't care whether you're you can you're able to run one K or a hundred K. We just need everybody to take part. And a lot of people has taken that on. At some point when you start running and you run a lot, you become a better runner. And you become faster as well and you and and that was what happened at some point we had some pretty fast people who said "Ah, I'd like to try and go into a real competition and try to compete with the best and and that was that was actually why we created this new group HMRC because we wanted to to say that's pretty interesting but it's not it's not MRC it's another thing it's for for you know for for it's kind of uh, become a project where we can take part in in competing against the best of the best, and that is not the idea of MRC. So that's why we created this, call it a sister club or whatever, HMRC, with some of the best, in, well, we have some of the best runners in Denmark now, and uh, and we hope to keep adding to that, and, and the idea is simply to create a, create a running club that could, that could maybe, get some results that would be you know on the level of the results that we've seen recently from runners in, for instance Norway I mean seen some pretty crazy stuff going on Uh, and we would like to create that environment here in Denmark I'm not saying we have a bad environment but we we would just like to try to add to the to the running to the running environment of, of Denmark with another type of of running club Doing things very seriously, so it's it's um, it's important for us to say that it's something different from MRC, uh, which is not about speed and about winning. It's about you know just being part of it and and doing doing you know what we do. But this is actually about creating or getting people, giving them the the chance to. Be in a club where you can actually become maybe one of the best in at least Denmark. But you the idea would to be.
0: perhaps get those 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 very fast runners uh, uh, into like more official competitions, perhaps, and then eventually uh, uh, grow into into that kind of space as well, and as a consequence, become more. I mean, expand as you said, uh, in a separate, uh, in connection with MRC, but in a separate uh, uh, type of group, uh, into perhaps uh, uh, getting more out into the, uh, I mean, in the professional world, perhaps.
1: Yes, exactly. That is the plan. And, and we think that we could, uh, we hope that we could create by, you know, by, by, Training by doing the right training and giving the runners the option, the the possibility to train more and train better, that they can actually go also outside Denmark and and be competing in, in you know competitions around the world and actually do some get some good results for for our club, but but for Denmark basically. So we hope to do that to be to be able to help Denmark get better results, and at the same time it's a club for well I'm, I'm me myself I'm also part of the HMRC group because I think it's it's a great training and it's great to be part of more communities than one uh, so I have my fun and I have my beer drinking my daily beer drinking this <laughs> <laughs> but also I like to go for some serious races sometimes like I did in Frankfurt I'm not it's not near anything that could compete against anyone but it's fairly good, and in order to get fairly good results, you still need to, to work pretty hard for it. and I do like doing that. so it's uh, it's for the absolute elite, but it's also for people you know just with ambitions on doing something great sure. with their
0: running. And, um, and 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 obviously different than MRC that anyone can can join and you can sign up online for the lifetime membership, uh, how does uh, HMRC is just like basically a recruitment camp that you guys spot the talent and then you hire the runners? Or how does it work? I mean, how does the one become, say, part of this other community? Is it something open or is it something more selective?
1: Uh, It's definitely open. It's open for anybody. Uh it costs a bit more than being part of MRC. You say you, you buy your membership shirt and then you're a member for, for life. In HMRC we have a we have a, a training program connected uh, to every runner. So when you sign up for that, um you you have our our trainer who's called Klaus Heckman. He he actually helps you through the training by sending you an online training program you have a daily mail from him that says that tells you how you should train uh so you pay for that and every everybody can do that it's not a closed closed system on top of that whole thing we have the elite group runners and there is there is a again everybody can 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 take part in that but also yes we do recruit in the sense that when we see a great runner we ask them hey do you want to be part of this because we think we have something to offer you to become even better so it's a bit of both actually
0: and what's the uh yeah no it's amazing i myself uh you you advised me on 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 taking on the training and i've been i've been doing the the klaus heckman the 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 training you know on for the last two and a half months and it's I mean, it's just unbelievable. Like from 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 things from 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 the basics of like little niggles that I had, little pains that I had that I never understood why. You know, uh, they basically just gone, and 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 that basically just uh, makes me understand that somehow, regardless of mileage or pace, I was training in in the wrong way. Because now I'm training more, I'm running more, I'm faster, and I don't have any pains. And that's probably just due to having a training tailored to my needs to my specific needs to to the runner that I am and we are all different regardless of of, of goals and, and 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 times on on races we're all different we all have different uh, uh, organically uh, uh, needs and physically we're all Different. There's no one uh, equal to the other, um, and I, I just, I, I just feel myself like really, really like way more capable of achieving so much just by following uh, the training. You obviously gotta be really focused, but having uh, a training delivered to your email every day kind of like keeps you keeps you on track as well because you don't skip training you feel guilty if you if you skip training don't you you just feel like oh this is uh i'm i'm part of this thing now and i can't skip the training um mm-hmm. which is which is i mean i find it really cool it's really it has been very very helpful uh, uh for myself um and uh, how does it work with uh, with those uh, with those elite runners i mean are they like how how do you guys uh basically recruit them how do they become part of it do do they have like some sort of uh, exclusive deal with uh, HMRC? Are they uh, sponsored by by HMRC? How how does that work?
1: Well, they are they are sponsored by us, but they're also sponsored by other sponsors. So um, obviously, when if you are one of the best in 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 your sports, uh, in your country, there would be there would be more people interested in. In you know uh, taking you on, and we have uh, we have many good friends um, supporting the club, and uh, still we're we th- this project is pretty new, so we're still building on getting even more sponsors in. But it is a, it is you are running on on different sponsorships, like I said, in order to to help you maybe not having to work as much as you had to before. And uh, yeah, things like that, but we're, we're still building this this project, and we hope to to be able to do even more about this but but it is how it, how it works, really.
0: Cool. Uh, how you said that you were a smoker for 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 many years prior to to MRC, right uh, how How difficult or how easy perhaps uh, it was to stop smoking? when you took up on the challenge of running that marathon uh, five years ago and uh, how how difficult did you find to quit smoking and 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 just uh you know uh develop your 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 running skills
1: well, uh I think luckily I'm a very competitive person. Sometimes it's not luck. But in this case it was lucky because I knew that in order to reach that goal I had to stop smoking. And after some time I didn't have that need anymore. I think when you are a real smoker, obviously you are addicted to smoking, but that disappears after some time. So I think I a weeks in a few weeks into the uh to this to the after I started this stop I mean it's it was just it was not a big problem it had been a problem from when, I mean I was smoking maybe for 18 years or something 16 wow. 17 18 years so that's a lot of, a long time so it was stupid not to challenge myself a
0: bit before <laughs> and it's but it's but, really uh, inter- it's an interesting fact when, it, when 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 you think about it that you smoked for 18 years and and now you're able to run a 2 hour and 40 minutes marathon, which comes to prove that uh, the human body, the human organism is just, uh, it is capable to renew itself. I'm pretty sure that you reverted the effects of those 18 years of being a smoker uh, during the last few years of not being a smoker, just by exercising and being a very active person as you uh, uh, have been for the last many years. That's that's really impressive because when you think about it, like uh, you could be just a normal runner, and that would be all nice and good. But, 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 as I mentioned earlier on, I believe that people uh, doing what you do uh, and and racing races on that kind of pace. I mean, you, you are an an athlete, you know, and 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 to achieve those goals, I'm pretty sure that you managed to reverse somehow the effects, uh, the bad effects that uh, smoking might have uh, caused to to you. Um, Soren, could you um, tell us a bit about your ex- your training regime these days? How how does a work a, a week of of, of running uh, works for you? What, what do you do? Do you run outdoors? Do you run on a treadmill? Do you do intervals? Do you tempo train? It runs recovery runs. Can you just walk us through a little bit about your your training these days?
1: Yeah, uh, I aim to 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 run around 100. 100 kilometers per week, and uh, Klaus Egman normally would build up the week. Uh, if it starts Monday, Monday would be a quiet, quiet day. You run maybe 10k uh, at a slow pace, like jogging pace, and then on Tuesday you would have an, an you would have intervals. I'm going to do mine later today. Uh, an interval program of maybe uh, yeah, you do some warm-up and then the intervals and then s- slow down afterwards. It will be around 14K. Wednesday would be a slow day, too. And then Thursday would be a bit of tempo training. And then Friday, a slow day. And Saturday, you do intervals again. Uh, and Sunday is normally where you do a longer run. Like, at a, at a sort of free pace, like go for many, many maybe 20k or something mm-hmm. it varies on, on what you're training for but in this when i'm not really training for for something specific it's it's like that and i do i would say i do 90% of my training outside no matter what the weather is like i do some intervals on on the treadmill because i feel it's easier to to make sure that you're running the right the right times you, you obviously the treadmill helps you it's easier to uh, to not do it right when you're outside on your own. So the treadmill mm-hmm. is pretty helpful, but uh, and and then sometimes I use uh, you know the way from my home towards work. I use that as transportation time. i mean transportation as training time. So so I put I have some. Well, I have around five k from my home to to the office here. So uh, that's a good good little. It's a good way to put in all the training in your busy calendar is, is actually just running around to do stuff.
0: Do you do, you do any like uh, specific uh, warm-ups? Do you stretch or is there any sort of specific warm-ups that you do prior to to lacing up and going out and running?
1: Uh, nope. Normally, I would walk my son to school and then run from there. So it's a bit of a warm-up, just the, taking a 10-minute walk with him. But, but other than that, no, I just uh, I start very, very gently when I, when I run. Mm-hmm. I have my old legs, so they are all, always pretty, pretty tired to begin with. But <laughs> so very, very slow start. I think that is my it's, it's, it's a daily routine.
0: In terms of recovery, um, when 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 do you when do you when do you take the time uh, to say, okay, today is a uh, non-running day. Th- do you have that uh, somehow specifically uh, marked on your calendar or is it something that, uh, I don't know, for whatever reason, okay, today's a day that I'm going to skip it because I'm going to go out with my family or because, I don't know, last night I had quite a few too many drinks. Um, I don't know. How, uh, how, how do you uh, uh, um, allocate if you ever uh, do that, if it's part of your of your of your training if it's part of, of why you believe uh, uh, you, you your body demands in order to um, to, to evolve and to keep uh, being healthy and, and injury free
1: well I try uh, when obviously when I'm training for like for a marathon uh, I would do a tapering on the weeks before actually going into the race so that would then I would have some days off uh other than that i think that i'm not i'm not very good at taking days off from running because it, <laughs> I, I get kind of grumpy if i don't get my run and, and my and my family don't like that so if we go on a family trip i try to get up early in the morning and do a run before that fair enough <laughs> but 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 then i do uh well mr dr heckman as we call him he tells us you know Klaus Heckman, our trainer he says that if you're really tired you can jog but I mean jog real slow and that's when you give your body the chance to recover even though you are actually jogging running kind of Mm -hmm. so uh, I have periods like for instance in December I had I, I took the whole month just jogging because I felt very tired and I think maybe that's I well you lose a bit of your your speed and stuff but i think it's worth it because it's uh my biggest fear is to be really injured obviously mm-hmm. and not able to run I have tried it for periods and those of us who who runs a lot we know that those those periods are horrible absolutely have you ever horrible. been injured yourself
0: it. that you'd had to stop completely uh, to run yes
1: yes i have i have been injured uh for some time I have, I have a couple of different things but it's been Last year I had a
0: a month off uh,
1: and the year before that I I think I had a period of around two months and it's just not fun.
0: And after you take a a, a month off, a break like that, how long uh, does it take more or less for you to um, uh, get back into the swing of things again, to to get back to the level that you were prior to the injury? I don't know,
1: maybe... uh, during those periods I've been able to do some cycling and stuff so I haven't been you know been I haven't been completely bad shape but I think maybe a month or two then you're probably almost back to back to the level you were at I mean sometimes it's maybe even healthy taking a break Mm -hmm. off from things and get your body give your body the chance to just recover completely I I don't know some people claim that it's probably true
0: um so you uh, prior to the to the Frankfurt marathon, uh that we we talked uh already a couple of times during during this chat, uh but for me it's very very intriguing and, and I'm really interested on, on, on knowing more about that because it's it's such a, an amazing achievement. Um you so you train say from uh August uh till till October? was it was that yes. the plan yeah and and after yeah. for example you, you you raced and and you trained a a very i mean it was obviously a very intense training uh, on the leading up to to such an important race and then achieving the goal that you achieved uh, what, what 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 how do you keep number one motivated afterwards to keep uh training do you and and what do you do after that race you ran the marathon i remember seeing that you ran the marathon on sunday and on monday you were running again so, um, what what uh, what what's the what's the deal with that? I mean, because some people say, okay, at least the day after I take completely off to rest up my legs, and then I jog a little bit on the second day, and then I get back into the swing of things again. But um, how how does things work for you in regards of that?
1: Well, I think
0: uh, last year when
1: I ran the Copenhagen Marathon, I had in in sixteen, I had a, made a stupid bet with myself that I would take no off from running so I just kept on running and that was actually what caused me an injury at that point so after the Frankfurt marathon you are right I was running but I was running very 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 little and very slow just you know just to have just to basically feel my legs because you do feel very sore after the marathon Um, so I would I would the motivation I would I would say
0: Sorry uh, sorry so just just one quick question uh uh on that still uh so after uh, a big demand as a marathon uh, is do you, uh, you 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 don't uh, uh, uh you don't go back into training basically you just go into say a maintenance period of which yes. you basically will just jog uh say uh instead of running 7 days a week perhaps you're going to run 5 and then all those runs will be easy runs um, yeah. yeah something like that yeah,
1: exactly, and do that for maybe three weeks, and and then start building. Mm-hmm. So after after maybe five six weeks, you're back on track. Maybe something like that. Then you would be full on again. I think. I think it's. So on it's, the case
0: uh, on the case of like for example um, this May. Um, I'm I'm running the, the Copenhagen Marathon on the 13th of May, right? It's, it's the 13th, right? The Sunday. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, that's and true. on the weekend after that, on the Sunday after that, on the 20th, I have a half marathon in London, the Hackney half. So, uh, what? And, and that will be like I have a half marathon in March, half marathon April, marathon on the 13th of May, and then a week after that, a half marathon in London what would you say about that do you think it's uh, okay you, you can just do it but don't don't race it don't try to beat say uh, uh, anything uh, that you might have done on on in march and april on the two half marathons uh, or simply just or uh, uh, just don't do it i, I wouldn't recommend say uh, for example uh, running a half marathon a week after uh, a demanding marathon
1: yeah uh, well there, there are people who run a marathon every day. I follow them on Instagram, and I can't believe how they can actually manage to do that. I would say that, that in your case, I know that you've told me. Obviously, we, you, you've told me that that you want to go for, for, you know, your personal best at the Copenhagen Marathon, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty sure you'll reach because I've I've seen your training. You, you do a lot of training now.
0: Yeah, hopefully, I yeah. mean
1: even more than you used to so uh, so i'm i'm absolutely sure you'll reach that goal but i would say if you run an all out marathon then well you could probably go i would say you could go for the half marathon the week after but i don't think your buddy would be able to run full pace so mm-hmm. i would just just go slow and
0: have fun and, have fun. and, and
1: yeah. enjoy enjoy running the the hacking half mm-hmm. half i think that that would be my best recommendation
0: yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. It's just cuz, you know, everybody here in London, all the runners like not all the runners, but like a lot of uh MRCers are, uh well we did we had a great big group last year and then this year it's looking like uh another big turnout for MRC and it's it you know the feeling, right? All your your Uh, club, running club, uh, friends are racing that race next door to your house. And then you're like, oh, guys, sorry, I'm not going to (laughs) run. I'm just going to cheer. It's a bit like you feel like, oh, no, I got to lace up and be there. Um, Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm taking that into consideration, for sure. And um, wow, getting like people motivated and, and, and the numbers, for example, uh, to the Berlin half last year, you guys brought from Copenhagen like 100 people to, to, to the Berlin half. And this year we are all going again. Uh, what are your expectations for, for, for that weekend for the Berlin half marathon in April?
1: Um well my expectations are that uh, we'll be a lot a group about the same size because it's the maximum numbers we can buy. So mm-hmm. so um I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I thought that last year was fantastic. Uh it was the first time we had that white shirt uh that we were all racing in and I thought that was pretty it, it was, was really pretty cool. Pretty pretty cool statement somehow that now we change shirts and we all go together and I like the fact that we met up with you are right we were a lot of people from Denmark but we met out with, up with obviously you from London and there were people from from Moscow and from you know so many places coming to join us there and it was just it was fantastic and then going to the. Uh, going to the after party at the Michelo Berlin bar afterwards with all all you crazy people. <laughs> that was a yes, a it was yes. the
0: opening weekend of the Michela bar there as well wasn't it? It was amazing. Yes, exactly. It was, great, was fantastic. Great fun. Fantastic yeah. party.
1: So I expect some some of the, the same and I expect people to run great great times as well because I know that. I follow obviously I follow a lot of the runners in MRC, and I can just tell that they do a lot of running and they are improving so much. And they're also improving the 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 peer skills. I noticed when I follow them <laughs> on the MRC app. So it's, that's that's good.
0: Yeah, it's so good now. The app that you can basically um, connect uh, with Strava and Untapped as well. It became like personally for me. Uh, I'm 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 a regular on the app now because of the interconnection with with the other apps, and I think it's it's really cool that the, the competition thing as well, um, where you know people drink that many beers on that weekend or that month or on uh, this many k's and and there are prizes to be to be con to be won and it's it's really cool. I I I know that people here in London are enjoying it as well a lot, and and the fact that as you said you know. Um, when, when I started, like, uh, MRC here in London a couple of years ago, uh, I was myself just an average runner. And then two years after that, um, I, I'm not saying that I'm... Well, I am definitely a better runner these days because I'm taking more time, I'm, I'm improving my skills, I'm, I conquered more... Uh, obviously, you get more experience with races and people that you, that you meet. And, and And obviously, the runners attending MRC... A lot of those runners, uh, were friends of mine here in London, they never did a half marathon before. And now they're doing uh, full marathons and, and some of them into ultras as well. So uh, it, it's really impressive how uh, when you can combine two things that for a lot of people still, it's, uh, it's like they're like, what? Do you? So you run and you drink beer? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We do that. And if you give the person some 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 attention and explain uh, that, you know what's craft beer all about? what is craft beer you know what what is it made of we're not talking about just a, a normal beer you don't go uh, drinking uh gallons of beer after you run or before you run you know you try to explain more or less what we do i'm not saying that we don't ever do that because we all we sometimes do <laughs> as well we drink a little bit more than we should um, oh yes <laughs> but um but yeah the combination it's amazing and it it it, it, it it does uh, uh, make people feel uh, more somehow um, uh, a part of something as well because they they, they 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 understand that they can they allow themselves to to have the odd drink to have uh, uh you know some some junk food every now and then but they they put on on the running and they put on on the training and they're challenging themselves I know a lot of people here man that are like well just for Berlin last year from London I went solo uh, to, to the Berlin half marathon and, and in April, this April, I'm going to be there with another 11 of us from London. So that's, yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's super cool. Like getting people interested in coming with, uh, uh, uh with, uh, their running club out to a different country to participate to such an important and, and fast races as, as Berlin is. um, Soren, and in regards of your diet, do you look after your diet? are you some are you the kind of runner that uh, have a uh, very specific diet leading up to train leading up to racing? do you maintain any sort of 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 you know uh, a diet on your life in general? Yes
1: yeah, I do. I uh I made a promise to drink at least two beers per day. <laughs> uh since we started MRC. So I'm keeping I'm keeping that promise obviously. Because Genius. you should keep promises. So also I do that actually before races, big races. And people say, Ah, oh, you can't do that. But seriously. You drink well, a I couple do
0: that. of beers before the races.
1: Yeah, on you know the night before the races. All oh,
0: right, right, I see. Right. So
1: so uh so um, that that's one of my my main focus is in, in the diet. But apart from that, no, I, I think that was why one of the things that we started running was also that we could actually, that you should not think too much of what you eat and what you drink. You should just do, you know, obviously do it to a certain extent, but, but I, I don't, well, before, if I, if, if I put on too much weight, I'd have to say, and I want to do a, a record of my own i know that i can't be too heavy so i would probably try and lose a few kilos uh before a race and get into my the the weight that i think is perfect for me which i don't know if that's true it's just something you tell yourself
0: Mm -hmm. but before running do you say uh say most people would just i don't know Eat a banana and drink some coffee and go out for a jog. Do you have anything in particular that you uh, consume food wise uh, before you go out on a run? Or say, for example, a race, a marathon. You are in a hotel in Berlin and then you go for breakfast. Uh, uh, how uh, how many hours before? the the race do you eat and yeah if there's anything in, in specific that yeah i like eating a banana and having a cup of coffee that's that's what i do
1: well normally if it's just on normal training day i would i i wouldn't care so much about that i would always drink a cup of coffee the first thing i do in the morning um but but um uh on race day for a marathon i would probably i would have my breakfast i think uh, Around three hours before the race so get up a bit early have your breakfast and then just go back to the hotel room and chill out and then uh, then make sure not to drink too much water and uh, and maybe if, you know half an hour before race starts have a, a eaten an energy bar or something and then I would um, I would always try during the run to drink water at, at each stop at each water station uh, during the race. But that's, that's only because I've tried once to be in a marathon and not, uh, having had enough water and that completely screwed up my plan that day. Mm. So I don't want that to happen again. So I think uh, that's, that's probably how, I, how it, how it was how I would normally do it.
0: Um, I've, I've noticed, and I started doing it myself after after seeing you guys, uh, you and Mikkel, doing a, a bit of running before the Berlin half last year. What's the what's the deal with that? I mean, uh, I've started doing it myself. I know the benefits uh, that happened for me. But what's the deal on, say, before you go into... Uh, the half marathon or the marathon race, you go out there and you do a mile, a mile and a half on on a very fast pace, which uh, you would presume that you would be warming up. But then considering that you guys are running uh, six uh, miles per hour on that mile prior to the race is that just part of the training or, or part of the of the warming up to the race or or do you do that because well it is clearly part of of the warming up but, um what's what's is there any any um specifics or, or or any logic behind that any anything that is there a main reason i should say uh to do that
1: well what we do is we go out and we just run uh I'm not very good at miles. We would go three three k's
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, at a at a at a fairly normal pace, not very fast. And then during that, or just before the race start, we would have three sprints. Uh, uh, yeah, I believe Klaus Hickman calls them hollow sprints. I don't know what to call it in English, but you know, you start slow and then you go to full speed. We'd Do that three times, and then we would feel. We would feel ready and
0: good to go. Amazing. Uh, Soren, cool, man. This this has been uh, uh, very nice. Good chat. Very good chat. I'm sure we're going to have the opportunity to to do this again. And I have a few roller coaster questions for you. Questions that I basically do to all of of my guests. So uh, I'm going to start with... um, Something that you more or less already answered, but uh, if you if you have any, I'd like to know a bit more of the specifics. If you have any or any or follow, uh, if you follow any kind of morning routines or rituals yourself.
1: Uh, well, I get up and have a have a cup of coffee, and then I and then I take a shower and get into my running gear and get ready for the day. <laughs> That's really That's likely.
0: It. <laughs> um, what's your? Do you have any? Do you have any spiritual practice? Are you spiritual at all?
1: Well, I'm a, not really. There are things I don't do due to superstition, so uh, you shouldn't. Well, I like to keep that for myself. Mm-hmm. I think that if I say it out loud, it's going to break. It's all going to break
0: right <laughs> fair enough um, right this is uh, an interesting one uh, what would someone who doesn't like you say about you
1: uh, he or she would probably say that I'm very annoying uh, due to the fact that I talk too much and uh, and I'm and I'm only a good listener when I want to be a good listener sometimes <laughs> I don't listen Excellent. I think.
0: What's your what's your view about money?
1: Money, uh, very very good to have. I I must say it's it's. Uh, I would like to have more. <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid. What what can you say to that?
0: <laughs> yeah, money doesn't
1: matter to anybody, and it shouldn't rule the world, but it does.
0: It does, and it
1: is. That is just how it is.
0: Cryptocurrency, my friend. Gotta check your cryptocurrency if you haven't yet. <laughs> Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't. Uh, what kind of food do you go for when in need of a treat? Say you today you want to treat yourself or have a big treat with your family. Is there any food in particular that, well, that's number one or number two in our list. We're going to go for that.
1: Ah. Well, some years ago, we'd love to go to sushi place because but that's become maybe mm, i don't know actually i i'm I'm not sure what I would like to treat myself was to do a nice barbecue on a summer day at the summer house that would be a treat,
0: cool, yeah, barbecues. Ah, uh, I miss those. I miss those. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I haven't, haven't had the barbecue for such a long time. Um, yeah, trying to stick to a plant-based diet. Uh, it's hard, in particular, when, when I go to Brazil and then every single person you see or come across say, Hey, hi, uh, come to my place. I'll have a barbecue for you. And I'm like, Ugh, I'm not eating meat, man. And people are like, What? Why? <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. <laughs> uh, right. What are you uh, reading at the moment, if anything? I'm reading a book about
1: North Korea. Uh, I wanted, uh, I wanted to arrange a trip for MRC to go run the uh, Korean, the North Korea marathon, this year and uh, somehow i'm still hoping that's going to happen but a lot of people have backed out due to the fact that it's probably not a very safe place to go or maybe it is i don't know but i still find it very interesting and very yeah it's interesting in the sense that you don't know what's going on it's like you know i was used to be very into the west east west germany europe thing uh communism and and all that into the interesting part of what is this strange thing that we hear so much about, but we don't really know for a fact. So I'm reading a book about that these days.
0: Interesting, interesting. When is this uh, marathon taking place?
1: It's in. It's also in April. Actually, actually, it's, I think maybe it's very close to the Berlin Half. Wow. A little too close to go to both.
0: A little too close. Um, and uh, just to well wrap things up, what are the the races uh, that you are going to go for this year? Do you have like your your ears of races planned out already?
1: I don't actually. I'm pretty sure I would like to go for another shot at the sub 240 marathon thing, but I don't know which marathon to go to. It's probably going to be in the fall sometime. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be, it could be Berlin Marathon. It could be Frankfurt. I don't know. I'm not sure yet. And then, obviously, I'd like to go to one of the fast, fast uh, half marathons. Uh, Berlin. I've been thinking about Valencia. There is the World Championship Half Marathon in Valencia this year. Looks very interesting too. So that those are the main things. Shorter than anything, shorter than a half marathon, is not my kind of race. I I, I would never be fast enough in those races.
0: Interesting, Soren. Thank you so much, my friend. It's been a great chat. It's been a great chat, and uh, I'm very much looking forward to all of the races, the upcoming races that we have. Thanks for for putting up on you know putting a lot of time and effort on 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 building and. Uh, maintaining uh this uh amazing and ever-growing community of runners and beer drinkers worldwide and i hope to see you prior to the race uh on april uh if not i'm sure we will uh have another chat and uh you will be on this podcast again thank you so much my friend thank you soren
1: thank you thank you carl
0: i hope you guys enjoyed this conversation this podcast as much as I did doing it. So, if that's the case, please do follow on Instagram at rollercoastercarl, myself at casagrande, on Twitter, same thing, Facebook, same thing. Uh, Do subscribe, do subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on Spotify, that's very, very much appreciated. Thank you and have a great, great day. Cheers. Bye-bye.